May the peace of our risen Lord be with you. In October of 2019, I woke up just before daybreak. I wake up most days way before daybreak, but on this particular day, I was in Israel because in lieu of the every five-year sabbatical our pastors take, Northminster generously sent me on a trip to Israel. So, just after daybreak that morning, I was standing on the shore of the Sea of Tiberias. As I did so many times that week, I stood in a place where Jesus might have stood, which not only reignited my imagination for the stories of our scriptures, but also renewed my sense that our faith is incarnational, embodied in the person of Jesus, and embodied in Jesus's disciples, the ones who walked with him in many of the places I experienced on that trip to Israel, and embodied in us as we seek to live out our gospel calling. Imagine yourself in today's gospel lesson. What might you have seen or heard, smelled or touched? What might you have felt? There are some very interesting details here. Just after daybreak, Jesus stands at the shore of the Sea of Tiberias, more commonly known as the Sea of Galilee, and yells out to his disciples, who have been having a lousy night of fishing, encouraging them to cast their net on the other side of the boat. After they have cast their nets on the right side of the boat, and caught a very specific 153 fish. That's a fisherman's detail for you, isn't it? The disciple whom Jesus loves recognizes that the person on the shore is Jesus. And Peter, the Bible's Labrador retriever, puts on some clothes and jumps into the sea to get to Jesus, leaving the others to bring in the boat and drag in the fish. When they arrive on the shore, the Bible says they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Did the sight of the fish and bread call to mind for them the feeding of the 5,000? Did the smell of the charcoal fire remind Peter of the last time he was standing at a charcoal fire when he thrice denied Jesus? Would the feel of the net in Peter's hand when he goes to retrieve the fish remind him that Jesus told the disciples he would make them fishers of people? Did the other disciples hear Jesus's, Jesus question Peter three times, or was it a quiet conversation drowned out by the lapping of waves? Do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Feed my lambs. Do you love me? Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. Tend my sheep. Do you love me? Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Feed my sheep. Peter had denied being Jesus' disciple. And Jesus reminds Peter what being a disciple means. Feed my lambs. 
Sometimes we embody our gospel calling by literally feeding others. At Northminster, our youth regularly serve a meal to stew pot. Our children make snack bags to ensure the people we see standing on the street have something to eat. Our caregivers take a meal to those on the caregiving list. Jill Buckley says, sometimes the good news still needs to be embodied to be believed. Sometimes we are disciples, embodying our gospel calling by literally feeding others. Tend my sheep. Sometimes we embody our gospel calling by caring for others. To be a disciple of our incarnational God is to invite people into the fold and to care for them. This involves relationship, a two-way street, where needs, physical, spiritual, emotional, are shared among friends, among a family of faith. In her commentary on this passage, Renee Sutschreiner says, following the risen Jesus is a trust-based act of vulnerability that, paradoxically, emboldens us to go out with joy and renewed vocation. The relationships that we form here, the way we learn to care for others in this sacred space, leads us out into the world to live out our faith beyond these walls by caring for all of God's world. Feed my sheep. Sometimes we embody our gospel calling by getting ready. Every time I read today's gospel passage, I wonder why the author of John's gospel tells us that Peter was naked in the boat. It's kind of a funny detail, especially when you consider that he puts on clothes and then jumps into the water. But then we get to the end and Jesus talks to Peter about his clothes. Peter has just girded himself, ready to follow Jesus with his usual impetuousness, and Jesus tells him that someone else will gird him and lead him to where he does not want to go, foreshadowing his death. Jesus reminds Peter that the way of following Jesus is the way of the cross. We often do not know what lies ahead of us, so we practice we practice the way of the cross, loving God with all that is in us and loving others as we love ourselves so that whatever might lie ahead, we are ready to follow Jesus through it. We don't always know what lies ahead for others or even what they are carrying right in front of us. So we practice the way of the cross embodying the gospel calling to love God and love others so that we might help others carry their cross. Follow me. Three times Peter denies Jesus. Three times Jesus reminds Peter of his calling. We don't hear Jesus forgive Peter. We hear Jesus remind Peter who he is. We are called to be disciples. We are called to embody our gospel calling. We are called to feed the sheep. We are called to live the way of the cross. 
at the church that commemorates this moment in today's gospel lesson in Israel. There is a plaque that reads, the deeds and miracles of Jesus are not actions of the past. Jesus is waiting for those who are still prepared to take risks at his word because they trust in his power utterly. May we trust the risen Christ who calls us. Amen. <laughs>